Hey there, welcome to How I Got Hired, a podcast to inspire job seekers to find their dream jobs or reinvent their careers. I'm your host, Sonal Behel, founder of Supercharge and career strategist. And I hold a conversation every single week with a new guest who's had extraordinary career success. I hope you enjoy the show today. Kick back, get your favorite warm beverage, and let's get started. Today, I am speaking with the one and only Stella De Silva. Who's Stella? Stella is an educational and training consultant who has worked on projects in, okay, don't hold your breath, China, South Korea, Vietnam, Nigeria, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, Oman. Oh, and by the way, she, you know, is from the UK. Uh, and Oman is where she's currently based. Oh, boy. Stella also shares bold fresh content on LinkedIn for job seekers and that is how we met. Today we are going to learn about how Stella got hired for this role in Oman. I am sure this is a brilliant story. Stella, very warm welcome to How I Got Hired. Hi Sunil, how are you? Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. I'm so excited. I think this is going to be a cracking conversation. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. Me too. So, Stella, I'm going to start with a big, fat, loaded question. Are you ready? Go for it. <laughs> so, you know, this role in Oman, I want to talk to you about it. Uh, tell us what exactly is it that you do today? Mm-hmm. And how did you get hired for this role? Okay. So what I'm currently doing is working for the Ministry of Labour here in Oman. Um, I work predominantly in vocational education and training. So my remit or our target here at the Ministry of Labour is to get Omanis um, and Omanis and Omani job seekers back into the workplace, either through on-the-job training or um, straight into straight into work. So I deal with a lot of training providers um, working on their curriculums, their development, um, quality assurance. There's a whole range of things we do, but predominantly our real role is to get um, Omani's back into um, back into work and to help um, job seekers, especially in these times. So that sounds like very impactful work. Oh yes, yes. And Omanis are very they're they're very proud people. They mm-hmm. want to work, mm-hmm. you know. So um we are doing everything we can as a ministry, obviously, um, to to help and to support them. Because again, sometimes that's what they need. They just yep. need a bit of guidance, they need a bit of advice, um, they need our um, you know, our 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 resources in terms of um, employee engagement. So, you know, there are ways that we can assist. So, yeah, yeah, at the moment, we are playing a very important, significant role here in Oman. Okay, awesome. And when you say we, Stella, how do you mean? So we, 
I've got a team, I've got mm. colleagues, you know, mm. I've got the whole ministry of oh, um, labor, which is, you know, divided into so many, many departments. We're mm. just one piece of the ministry um, of labor. So okay. again, okay. I feel like I, I, I'm like a, like a, an Omani. So I always yes. use we. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love, you know, that sounds like a machinery. Um, and as our listener can probably tell there is a British connection, right? With your accent, et cetera. How on earth, Stella, <laughs> of all the places in the world, how on earth did this sweet little woman land in Oman? <laughs> tell us the backstory. Are you ready for this? Oh, I am born ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so... Before I came to Oman, I was working as a freelance training um, consultant. So I was working all over the world. I was delivering training um, and consulting in um, vocational qualifications. And then in 2017, I just thought I needed just one more client, just one more client to get more work internationally. 2017, sorry? 2017. Got it. Okay. Mm. So I decided I need to go on LinkedIn Mm. because I had registered on LinkedIn in 2009. Mm. But when I went, when I was on LinkedIn in 2009, I felt it was a very, it wasn't a place for me. Mm. for ordinary mm. people like me in mm. that sense right mm. so I, I I didn't I didn't think anything of it but in 2017 I just thought well hang on a second there's social media around and there's this professional um platform LinkedIn let me go back and see what is going on there this was in October 2017 and I got you know I got in there and I was actually surprised by the changes LinkedIn had become as a as a as a professional platform so here I am on LinkedIn with my less than 200 connections at the time and most of them were probably old colleagues and family and friends right that's how we all start that's how we all right Mm. right so I then decided okay so how does this thing work how does this LinkedIn thing work (laughs) okay then I started to see that people put out content and people engage on different um, content so that's exactly what I did I started off just by putting content about what it is I was doing as a freelance um, training consultant and I would evidence my content with pictures videos again just to you know show my potential one client that I was seeking you know just to show them that I was a credible trainer that uh-huh. was the aim. Okay. And the, I love that you said evidenced. So it wasn't like, hey, look at me. I'm so awesome. This is what I do. This is how I help people, um, which is already a big step, right? Because we're in 2021 now, four years later, and you still see less than 1% people of, you know, who are actually posting original content. And Stella, going back at that time, when you, do you, do you remember like the first time maybe you posted something? Yes. Our ego, our vanity is you know, checked at the door. And, and uh, do you remember how that post did? I put out, a, I remember what, when, what post it was. It was, mm. some, it was a post um, um, about delivering training in Vietnam because I'd mm. just come back from mm. delivering training in um, Vietnam. So I put up a post about it. And I remember thinking, 
okay, probably I think about less than 10 people engaged on that post. Are you kidding me? Like probably less than that. And at that time, I remember people used to say, you need to like your own post. So out of the 10, that means nine because one of them was mine. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. And literally that's how it started. And in October, I started putting out that kind of, those kind of content, like really talking about, well, when I was in Nigeria, I delivered this. When I was in, um, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, no, when I was in um, uh, China, I delivered this, whatever. I put out the content there. Then, literally, and when I say I put out content, I put out content, but I was also engaging on other sure. content. But we'll sure. come back to that later on. Yes. So I was putting out content. And by the November, um, a lurker, not even mm. a connection, mm. no, nobody I knew, a lurker just came straight to DM me and say and said, I um you you pop up on my feed like all the time and I see what you're doing and I love the work that you're doing. Um, I've got a uh, potential work for you um, to come and deliver training in Saudi Arabia. That was in the November, so right? this is a month after you a started? A month. Whoa. One month. Okay. And I was like, initially, a bit like here, I was like, mm, is this some sort of scam? Yeah. Saudi Arabia? Is it a place where they kidnap people and take your yeah, passport? It's reminding me of, you know, those emails that started in 2017, that Nigerian prince and you transfer money to my bank. Right. <laughs> and I'm, Niger- I'm half Nigerian, right? Oi, so again... Oi. Um, I was already thinking exactly like that. I was yes. thinking, yeah, yes. a Nigerian trying to scam a Nigerian. Like, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> that, that's where my mind was at. So I thought, okay, well, let's do a bit of due diligence. Let's do a bit of research about this lady who had contacted me and offering me uh, offering some work in um, Saudi Arabia. Anything, everything went okay. Mm. Um, We connected on Zoom. We had a Zoom chat and Mm. that was it. Literally, that Mm. was my my one client that, remember, I said I was coming to LinkedIn for that one client. Mission accomplished. accomplished. Yes. In one month, I've accomplished that mission. Yes. So by the January of 2018, I was in Saudi Arabia for three weeks delivering training. I traveled to four different regions. It was my first time in the Middle East. And it was an amazing three weeks. I delivered training. Okay. On the way back, a very good friend of mine lives in Oman. He was a pilot in Oman. This friend of mine, I grew up with him in Nigeria. And he said to me, he goes, look, Stella, you're in Saudi Arabia. Just come on a visit. Next door. (laughs) Next door, as you do, on the weekend, and then go back home. And I thought to myself, well, I'd been in Saudi Arabia for three weeks and I had to wear a hijab and a buyer for three weeks. Oi, can I uh, sidetrack for half a second? How How did that go, Stella, for someone who's never done that? Right. So again, before I went to Saudi Arabia, I did all my research and even, you know, and my client at the time, as she became, and who's now a very good friend of mine, by the way, but my client at the time obviously gave us, you know, the do's and don'ts of um, Saudi Arabia. So I'd bought my buyer before I left, whether you're a tourist, whether you're a visitor, whether you're a native, you have to wear the hijab and a buyer in Saudi Arabia. 
And Saudi Arabia at the time was still quite restrictive. So, you know, women were, in, well, women could only, well, I could only walk literally with an, my 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 sponsor or my escort. Um, it had to be a male escort sometimes. It was very, very hmm. restricted. Much so, more than much more than it is today, because I know there have been changes, a lot of changes. Even when I was there, women weren't allowed to drive. Correct. Which only happened uh, recently. Recently. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So all that, I've hmm. done three weeks of that. And I'm thinking, Greg, my friend is saying, yeah. come to a I'm thinking, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm going back to London. Yes. And he said, Oman is nothing like Saudi Arabia. It's a, it's a bit more um, free. You don't have to wear a buyer. You don't have to wear a hijab. Just come over for the weekend and then you can go home on the Sunday. So I said, fine. Okay. I hadn't seen him for quite a while. I had nothing to lose. I thought, okay, fine. And I might as well put Oman as part of my, my traveling experiences, right? So Friday night, I fly to Oman. And uh, Saturday morning, I just wake up and I, so now I can't describe the feeling of peace and just an inner calm that was, I was just overwhelmed by how at home I felt. And I remember his place was a gorgeous seafront, you know, house. That also helped. That also helps. That that did help. (laughs) And I went to the balcony in the morning just to, and that's the sense I had. I just had this sense of, wow, this is just amazing. Anyway, it takes me to lunch on that Saturday. And I said to him, and he took me to what we call here the marina. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he took Mm -hmm. me to the marina for lunch and I was sitting there with him. And I said to him, I said, God, you're living the life here in Oman, right? And I said, I said, you know what? I wouldn't mind coming working out here, actually. I'm, I'm looking around me at, in the marina, sipping my mocktail, thinking I wouldn't mind coming to work here in Oman. And he's and listening I, and he's saying, your wish was my command? <laughs> no, he's just listening. Okay. And what I then say to him, I said, is, uh, is there a vocational um, uh training provider or school around here around the marina he goes funny enough there is one I said well what's the name of it he goes I don't know the name of it I said well take me there (laughs) he goes what it's a Saturday I said it doesn't matter take me there because I know that they will have a sign and they'll probably have an email address for me Mm -hmm. to contact because mm. in my mind, I was thinking when I travel back to London, mm. I will send them an email. Stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Stay, you know, that mm. just I, mm. I was in Oman mm. and maybe you might need my services. That was my train of thought. Okay. I'm going to pause you for half a second here. Firstly, I love that you were looking ahead. Yes, you're soaking it in. Yes, it was gorgeous. And you were like, oh, I wouldn't mind living this life that you lead, Greg. And at the same time, you're thinking, oh, okay, let me uh, fill up my well before I get thirsty. And the second thing I want to quickly update uh, to my dear listener is the power, I've said it so many times, the power of the lurkers. Just because they're not around and they're not giving you vanity metrics of uh, like, comment, share, does not mean they don't have purchasing power, doesn't mean they're not hiring. So just don't get discouraged when you don't see those vanity metrics that there's something going on behind the scenes. Exactly. And, and Stella's case is 
proof of that. And that that is proof. Okay. Yeah. So I um I went I went got the the details and literally you fly back to London. Fly back I to fl- London. I fly back to London on the Sunday. Literally within a few days of me being in London, another lurker, <laughs> another lurker from LinkedIn contacts me and says, oh, I see you've just been in Saudi Arabia delivering this particular training. Um, I've got a, a potential um, job. So I'm thinking, well, I've done Saudi Arabia. So I know that this thing, it does really exist on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> he's in he's in Malaysia. He said, he's flying into London. Can we meet? I said, absolutely no problem. I remember going to visit him because it, it was the one time London had real bad snow. Like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. snowing really badly. So anyway, went to meet him. We have a discussion about the work I was doing in Saudi Arabia. And then he's telling me about this project. He doesn't say where it is or anything like that. He's just telling me about the project. And yes, by all accounts, he wants me to do it. Fine. I'm already excited. So I said, well, hang on a second. Where's this delivery going to be? He goes, Oman. Oh. And I went, I looked at him and I went, Oman, as in Muscat. <laughs> Oman, I wanted to make sure there was one Oman. He goes, oh yeah. God. And I just went, oh, like literally, can you imagine to a client? I went, OMG. And he was my, like. Oh my God, I got goosebumps listening to you. It's like somebody was listening when you said that out loud. Oh, wow. I just said, I have literally just come from Oman. I went to see my friend who insisted I come to Oman. I saw it. I felt this inner peace. And I actually said to him, I wouldn't mind coming to do some work in Oman. I didn't say live. I said to do some work in Oman. So literally, um, that was the uh, February of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then from March 2018 to literally March 2019, I was on a plane to Oman every single month to deliver training in Oman. Oh, you were commuting? I was commuting. Uh-huh. Every single month, Sonal, I was on. A- we are talking serious frequent flyer miles, baby. Oh, I, I, I was, a, I was, a, I was a gold member within <laughs> months. Oh, I've got wow. my months. I was I, on the plane. I, oh my gosh! I want to also say one more thing here. You know, uh, someone said on LinkedIn, Stella. Maybe you remember. I don't remember for sure. Um, I think it could be our common friend uh, Ella. Uh, she said, "Don't necessarily." Think of them as lurkers. Uh, they're also learners. They're in there observing quietly, learning from the sidelines, and then they come in and they make themselves useful. So there's something about the power of the lurker slash learner that was, let's be honest, pretty transformational for your career. Don't forget that lurkers are not necessarily even learners. They're just business people who don't need to be on um, You're right. You're LinkedIn, right. but yes. they're just seeking a service or they want to buy a product. That's true. And, and it's, so, a free, it's a free platform. They get it. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that's how. So can you imagine two lurkers who literally changed my professional international career in the space of so many months oh my gosh and literally from then on while I was commuting um um, back and forth the whole for literally 12 months um I then got offered a full-time contract to um uh, uh, move to move when I 
to move. I offered, you know, I was offered a two-year full-time contract um, to move to Oman. And the rest, as they say, the so rest now, is history. Is history. No, I love I, telling that story oh because sometimes gosh. I still pinch myself. Like yeah. literally, it 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 doesn't happen to people like me. It yes. doesn't happen to yes. people like me, but it does. It happens. We always think that, Stella. This always happens to other people. Oh, they are so lucky, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This happened for Stella. And I want to say one more thing here. You know that feeling of peace that enveloped you. Um, I think I'm talking to my listener now. I think you know what we're talking about. It doesn't have to be a sea-facing view, the smell of salty water, the, the, the sound of beautiful ocean waves. It is that feeling when you're being interviewed by someone, you're like, oh, I'm home. And that is a very I don't know. I believe in this. There's a very high vibration in that feeling. And who knows, somewhere out there in the universe, someone was listening and this wish was granted. And here you are uh, in 2021, you've been active on LinkedIn. And this is another thing. You said the rest is history. Well, no, someone, most people would be like, I got what I wanted out of LinkedIn. I'm done with LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I don't need to do, you know, I've heard this from people who tell me, I don't need to do any more networking. Thank you so much. I know you do this live stream on Friday, but I've got the job. It's a never ending process. Oh, look, totally. I think I'm going to go back just on your point about mm. this, the, this inner peace. Mm. Mm. Don't forget, I had traveled extensively mm. for, for work and I've always looked forward to going back home, like mm. all the time. Mm. But Oman, there was there was just that something. And mm. yeah, there was that something special. And I still feel that even, you know, nearly two years or well, nearly three years down the line, I feel that that homely feeling about the yeah. place. And I, I and I think it's got to do with the people, how, you know, they're very, they're, 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 Omanis are very um, humble people. Yeah. And, you know, they get on with absolutely everybody. So yeah. that, you know, that was, um, again, I just, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> do you see no. what I mean? Because like I said, it wasn't some outer, you know, thing that just happened like that it just it just happened and, you willed um, it you willed it to yeah. happen you willed yeah. it yeah uh, and you know I want to now address I'm I'm putting myself in the shoes of the listener right now and like hey again this sounds great for Stella um she willed it and it happened and all this universe blah 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 it's not gonna happen <laughs> for me I'm gonna look at how we can address two objections there Stella and the first objection is sometimes and not always it's related to age and I want to bring up a post that you published a few days ago it yeah. just so it just so happened that I found this uh, I, I know you'd been inspired by somebody else's post on Instagram yeah. mm -hmm. and you talked about you know hey is LinkedIn the right place for um, millennials and Gen, Gen Z, Gen Z, because people are talking about this a lot because they'd rather be on Instagram or TikTok etc and and you were like hey look at the other extreme I'm 51 I started posting on LinkedIn at 47, which is in 2017. First of all, quick shout out. Love the fact that you talk about age openly. I do as well. Proud of it. Badge of honor. Uh, so the, the thinking is there's enough sky for all of us. You're 17. You want to hang out on LinkedIn? Be my guest. I'm 51. I'm 74. I want to hang out on LinkedIn. There's 
abundance mindset. So keeping this in mind, what's your best piece of advice for someone who's using their age as an excuse? And I, I know this is a strong word and I use it carefully. Who's using their age as an excuse to lurk around and not post something. Right. So, you know, my hashtag is keep it stellariciously simple, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm going to give you such an such a simple um, um, answer to that. Stop using age as an excuse, like literally stop it, because we are the creators of putting those kind of ages uh, you know they're not going to like me because of my age they're not going to you know I'm, I'm i'm just going to get negativity because of my age. we we create a lot of the time i'm not saying that there isn't ageism going out there that's not what i'm saying but a lot of the time is it's what you do in that situation and how you manage that situation because if i had let my age be a factor in my international part of my career then I would probably not be talking to you. You wouldn't have been anywhere. Right. I would probably, you know, I would probably, I, w- I was going to say I'll probably be talking to you from the UK, but I probably won't even be talking to you full stop. Mm. Do, do, do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. At 47, I had, you know, I had, I had, a, I had a, already achieved quite a lot in my career and I was, I was, I was happy being a freelance training consultant. You didn't have to. You didn't have to post on LinkedIn. No, but there, you know, there was, I I, I feel that at my age now, I'm more excited professionally than I was in my 20s or in my 30s. Or, or, you, you know, my, yeah. my professional, you know, my real enjoyment and passion professionally really started in my 40s, I, I have to say. Yes. So again, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, don't use age as an excuse. You, yeah. you, use, you, you use it to your detriment. If that's yeah. what you want to do, knock yourself out. You'll be in the in the I feel sorry spot for a very long time while the rest of us, well into our 50s, 60s, hopefully 70s, will keep on working because on top of that, we are passionate yeah. about the work that we do. That's that, that also plays into it. You know, yeah. if you have a passion for doing something, think of all those, um, you know, think of all those golden oldies who are passionate about doing whatever it is they're doing. And age just doesn't factor into it. So, yeah, don't yeah. use age as an excuse is what uh, I say. No, I 100%. I, I love that. And uh, a few years ago, I don't know, Stella, if you remember this movie called The Intern that came out. Yes. That had uh, Robert De Niro and, and Anne That's Hathaway. Right. And um, it's interesting where he has, a, instead of a cover letter, they said, send a video. And he said uh, something about the the musician in, a, in an orchestra. And he said... Um, he was he was much much older, and they said, uh, "Don't you think it's time to retire?" And he said, "I will retire when there's no music left in me. I still have a lot of music left in me." So, um, sometimes the best happens later in our forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. What is the? Uh, why are we talking about that? We are the ones who are gonna who are gonna say no more. Nobody else decides that for us. So this also, is a great reminder. Yeah. And also, Samel, you know, as I said in that post, people have their own time. Mm -hmm. You know, people work at their own pace. 
the successes of somebody who's 30 doesn't um, decrease or um, invalidate my successes in my 50s. Yeah. It just wasn't my time in my 30s. No, That's I agree. the way, you know, and again, it's with age and wisdom that I can really sit down and rationalize because, you know, society dictates that by a certain age, we have to be married, we have to have children, we have to do this, we have to do that. And you're like, well, you know, sod this, I'm defying convention <laughs> and I'm doing it my way and mm. I'm happy doing it my way. Yeah. So, mm. you know, these are things that, again, it, it, it's down to you as to yeah. what it is, you know, what are your intentions? What is your, your intention of being at the moment? That's the way I would also um, question you if you wanted to use age as an excuse. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing related to um, the objections that we were talking about are trolls. And I know you feel passionately about this. Trolls are part and parcel um, of putting yourself out there on social media, on LinkedIn. Uh, I know you have a very specific approach, um, Stella Licious. (laughs) (laughs) Share with us what it's about and your unique signature style of dealing with trolls. I think here, Sonal, I think it's really important that, you know, for me, trolls, trolls have no place on social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost. And for me, the best tip that I would give to people who cannot deal with trolls is to ignore and block them. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's just the, the best tip even just for your mental well-being and you control your your uh space your sanity your energy absolutely okay now for people like me okay i do i i i I go a bit further simply because i'm thinking if i block or ignore a troll they are just going to go to somebody else who's probably a bit less vulnerable than i am and may control them. What mm. happens then? Mm. Because we've heard, we've heard the the horror stories. Horror stories. Mm. We've heard the horror stories. So that was my way of thinking initially. I was thinking I would hate for somebody who may have trolled me, and I'm able to deal with it by ignoring and blocking it, and moving on to then for them to go and troll somebody else in a very very vulnerable state mentally. Okay, Mm -hmm. so what I tend to do on LinkedIn and to be fair, for the most part, I don't I don't. It's not an issue for me. It has been for a few of my connections. And for some bizarre reason, I'm now like the troll buster on LinkedIn. The troll slayer, the troll slayer. No, the troll slayer, the troll buster. So they come to me on LinkedIn and say, look, what 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 should I do? Yeah. So this this is the advice I give. I give ignore. Um, block but there are other things that you can do so for me if I get you know the odd troll on my content I shower them with love hearts it really sends them crazy like literally the red emojis if you come to any of my content and you see more than 10 10 love hearts on a comment that means they've been trolled that that's a troll and I'm showering them with And then I go to their content, okay, and I shower them with a lot of love hearts because usually these trolls don't get any activity. 
Yeah. They get none. So I I come I come with kindness and I say, I clearly see no one is engaging on your content today. I'm here. Like and literally, I'm, that's what I say. I'm and killing I'm, you. I'm killing you with kindness, baby. All over it. And okay. sometimes it's worked because sometimes I've I've had a couple of people actually DM me and go, please stop with the love heart. <laughs> But it hasn't happened where someone's like inappropriate or like, oh, she's giving me all these heart emojis. Like, no, mm. because it's what I then say that goes with the love hearts. Which is? Okay. Which is things like, I really appreciate you commenting. I would take it on board. Um, and then, you know, I'm appreciating his or her comments. So I give them their love hearts, you know. I mean, that's the way I do it. Yeah. And, you know, I've also used um, a, a technique of getting some of my connections as well to go and be a bit disruptive on their content. So that helps. So there there are different ways of dealing with trolls, but don't do it because it is very time consuming and they can suck you in. That's what they want. That's that's what they want. want. They want attention. They want attention, be it positive, be it negative. Yes. Sometimes I have got time on my hands. Remember, yes. I'm I'm living alone here in Oman, uh, and yeah. sometimes I have got that time on my hands to do those kind of to things. put it to good use. No, I I I, I, lo- I, I love this is a great way. Uh, you have a lot of options. Stella says you can report, you can block. Or you can kill them with kindness. It's up to you. Um, every, every one of these has positives and negatives. If you want it to stop, then make it stop with in your own way with with hearts and and, and all that. And I want to forget just mm-hmm. quickly. Don't forget that anything that is threatening, violence, anything like that, it's a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, please report it. No, there's to a team. There's a the team police. in place. The trust yeah. and safety team As, in place and um, the police. And police. No, that's excellent. And and sometimes people are just plain silly. They don't realize that all of that, all of their information is public. You can see where they work, um, their employer, etc. And you're just maybe you know this all this uh, silliness will uh, uh, probably cost you your job. Absolutely. Um, and while uh, we were talking about this, one um, differentiation that I want to make uh, here. Um, Stella, for our listener, is sometimes the word troll is used very interchangeably with someone who disagreed with my post, you know, and, uh, oh, I got trolled today. And, you know, it, it's, uh, we wear it like a badge of honor. We feel very important. That's not the same thing. Discourse and debate, which is one of the cornerstones of democracy, doesn't mean that person is, you know, out to get you and, and trolling because tro- trolling is literally like they can't stop you know, posting about you and saying, discrediting you. Uh, So it's important to get that definition straight because. Absolutely. uh, um, And the troll that we're talking about in the proper definition, in the real sense of the word, those are not that common. And as I said, even on LinkedIn. It's not that common. They shouldn't be the reason that you're not putting yourself out there. Look, we have, you know, I can't agree on everything, even Mm -hmm. with my best connections on LinkedIn, you know, but the important thing, and this is what I say, even as an educator and as a trainer, because I deliver a lot of training on communication. It's the problem is, is how we communicate our disagreements. Right. And again, it's really important 
to effectively communicate. So it's one thing to communicate, but it's another thing to effectively communicate. The second point I'm going to make on this is the fact that we are so conscious of um, invalidating opinions. Mm. So therefore it becomes an attack when Mm. we are commenting. Mm. So the thing is that when I'm disagreeing with somebody, the first thing I'm going to say is I am not invalidating your opinion, your thoughts, or your feelings. But, and then I go on to explain what my views are and what my feelings are. And I hope that they reciprocate and don't invalidate mine. When I find that I do that, we can have a really nice debate yeah. and still be opposed in, you know, our thinking. Yeah. But it's a it's a debate because then I can see things from their perspective. I could learn things from from their perspective, and they can do the same with me. Nope, so again, yeah. it's not about invalid invalidation no. is a key word yes. that and uh, 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 something that a lot of people don't think about. No, especially on social media, especially on social media, especially on topics that we're dealing with in, you know, things like race and, and COVID, oh. COVID vaccines and, and, and religion. So many hot potatoes. in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Now, more than ever, I think the skill you're talking about, which is um, partly to do with emotional intelligence, is respectfully give out your opinion without canceling the other person out because they didn't agree with yours. That, that, That's it. It's you would think this is something we would all have. And the plus side of no, okay, not always, I have to say, not always, but the plus side of getting older is we do get more mature in how we deal with some of us. <laughs> some of us are still uh, some of us still have high school sort of hangover. Uh, but but great pieces of advice here, Stella, um on how to deal with this. So um, Stella, we're coming close to the end, and I have this question that I ask pretty much all my guests and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you've been working for uh, 25 to 30 years now, which is amazing. I feel really old. <laughs> oh, wiser, smarter. <laughs> like you said, I love that you said that, that your 40s and 50s, you've had a lot more sort of, let's say, success or, you know, visibility or or fun in your career than you did in your 20s and, and 30s. And I love that you embrace it so much. Um, when you look back up till today, mm-hmm. is there one standout defining moment that supercharged your career and helped you move towards your current success? I think for me, it, it had to be 2017 without a out you know the whole me coming back to LinkedIn and how quickly you know my life professionally changed or due to LinkedIn and you know apart from me landing this incredible um, um, opportunity here in Oman you know I've had endless opportunities on LinkedIn you reached out to me and said I, I want you to come on your podcast so I've done quite a lot of podcasts I've been um, I was invited by another connection to go to Singapore to deliver training um, you know I, it's endless. I yeah. do a lot of um, I do a lot of work with um, corporates who just by my presence on LinkedIn and just by the simple way, again, simplicity, just by the simple way I talk, I deliver. They just said, you know what? We don't want the rocket science behind LinkedIn visibility. We want somebody like you. 
again to come and deliver training yeah. all this and this is these are paid opportunities yeah you know and all this through LinkedIn yeah. so again I think that has been my real defining moment because from 2017 here we are in 221 and I'm still going strong I'm still going strong I'm yes. still generating the leads without yes. seeking it Yes. That's the best part. That's the best you know? part. Inbound, inbound. Let the bees With come to that, the honey. <laughs> absolutely. I've got a full-time job. I don't need another job, hmm. but I can I can still earn an income by, you know, by doing, you know, webinars or working for corporates, delivering training. And, you know, thanks to the pandemic, they realized that online yeah, delivery it works. It, it works. works. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. So here I am. You know, Amazing. it's it, it it really has been a defining moment for me. Yeah. Wow. And it's it just well, just it it took you to take that first step. I'm gonna do it. First post, nine likes. If you include me, ten likes. And here we are today. Patience is the name of the game. Consistency is the name of the game. And it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's a matter of time. And and how can people learn more about you, Stella? So the best place to come and, you know, that is my platform of choice. You know, Sanal. TikTok? Is, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, no. Um, is LinkedIn. Sure. So literally Stella De Silva, LinkedIn, come and meet me there, follow me, engage with me, send me a DM. I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those that you need to send a direct message or anything like that. If you want to connect, if my if my content resonates, engage with it, I will always engage back. Um, I am on Clubhouse with you sometimes, Sanel. Yes. So that's another place. Um, I, um, I'm in a club on um, Clubhouse called Sticky Beats, and we share a lot of um, LinkedIn tips, um, do's and don'ts. So those are predominantly the two sort of like social media platforms that you can find me on for sure. Perfect, perfect. I will link both those URLs, the LinkedIn and Clubhouse URL in I the show notes. It. Of course, my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Stella, for your time, for your energy for everything you put out in the world and for being with us today it's been an honestly i could go on for hours because these are subject matters that really just give me a buzz i but know i can't thank you enough for inviting me on i was so excited when you sent me that email So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. And if you did, I'd love for you to do one little thing. Go to Apple Podcasts. So that's podcast.apple.com and leave me a review. This really, really helps the discoverability of the show and can help inspire job seekers out there to find jobs and take care of their families. Can you think of anything more important right now? Hmm, I didn't think so. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to get to know you and what you liked about the show. And, and perhaps if you have ideas, feel free to reach out. So take care of yourself. And until next time, bye for now. Thank you.